Hey everyone, it's Pastor Matt. Grab a beer, open the Bible, and ask some questions. This is Beers and Bibles. Episode 3, Homegrown Honey Lager and John 3. In this episode of Beers and Bibles, we're cracking open homegrown brewing companies, Honey Lager, that they call an all-Michigan brew made with 100% Michigan malt, hops, yeast, just a touch of local honey. They describe it as a light and refreshing beer. It's 4.1% ABV. They say it's the perfect reward for a week of winter weather. I've got to say I I would agree. Uh, it is uh, probably my favorite beer that Homegrown makes. We'll get to the official rating at the end of the episode. But after my Oxford Ale keg ran out, this was the beer I replaced it with. And this week in Beers and Bibles, we're opening up John Chapter 3, probably in our modern American culture, the most quoted chapter of the Bible, uh, period. Uh, And most quoted, because if you're going to think about a verse that gets shared probably more than any other, it'd be John 3.16, right in the middle of the chapter, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In totality, the Christian message, but there's a lot going on before and after as part of Jesus's teaching that we want to pay attention to today as we work through John chapter 3. So we're coming off John chapter 2 and Jesus's public ministry starting. He performs his first public miracle by uh, turning the water into wine at the wedding at Cana. And then he kind of uh, removes himself from the scene because he knows what's in a man. Now we come to chapter 3, verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Two identifiers for Nicodemus immediately. He's a man of the Pharisees. He's part of the, the ruling class of the Jews. And then ruler of the Jews. John really wants us to know this is an important guy. This man, verse 2, came to Jesus by night. And said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So this uh, teacher of the law, this Pharisee, this ruler of the Jews comes to Jesus because he acknowledges Jesus is come from God. No one can do these signs, plural. So John has only shown us one sign so far, so we'd have to look at the other gospels to see what else Jesus has done. And John will show us more later. But Nicodemus is affirming that Jesus comes from God. But he has questions. And and so Jesus answers him. He says, truly, truly, I say to you in verse 3, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter into his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Now, Nicodemus asked the question that I would ask when confronted with the reality that I have to be born again. Like, no, I, I cannot crawl back into the womb. Uh, here in the Schuler household, uh, I am a husband. I'm a father of four children now. My wife just gave birth, and we welcomed Eugene Matthew, named for my father, into the world. And even now, there's no way that Eugene could be born again. So, 
So Nicodemus asks a question that I don't think's that, you know, that preposterous. You know, maybe in Christian circles we we, you know, understand the baptism that Jesus refers to being born of of water and the spirit, but it's not a, a ridiculous question by any means. And so Jesus, you know, I think teaches gently why you must be born again. So it is with everyone who's born of the spirit. But Nicodemus not content to just let it sit right there. Ask Jesus in verse nine, how can these things be? And and I don't know if Jesus is losing patience with Nicodemus, uh, if it's the time of the night or, uh, or just that, you know, Jesus thinks that he should know, but he, he says, are you a teacher of Israel? And yet you don't understand these things. Jesus continues in verse 11, truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who's descended from heaven, the son of man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Jesus referencing here in the very beginning of the Gospel of John what is going to have to take place in order for the sins of the world to be paid for and the people to be saved. Jesus says he must be lifted up so that whoever believes in him might have eternal life. He also references uh, the Exodus account, Moses raising up a serpent in the middle of the, the wilderness so that the Israelites can look to the serpent and be saved from death. And so Jesus referring to himself also being lifted up, the one who would give life forever. And then we come to verse 16, the verse we mentioned earlier. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Jesus making a profound statement there that his grace and forgiveness, his love, and his eternal life are for all people. That is the purpose which Jesus was sent. And yet he also makes a very, very powerful claim that this salvation is exclusively from him. The only way to inherit eternal life, the only way for our sins to be forgiven is to believe in Jesus. And whoever doesn't believe already stands condemned. He continues in verse 19, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. And this causes me to look in the mirror that Jesus, whom I profess, Jesus, whom I believe in, Jesus, who is my salvation and my savior, is light. And in him is no darkness at all. And yet there are times in my own life where I flee from the light, where I sin Uh, daily. Daily, I need to be reminded of my sin. Daily, I need to be reminded of my need for forgiveness. And Jesus says this, for everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. And this is true for us too, right? The things that we're embarrassed of, the things that we don't want anyone to know, we hide. The things that we want everyone to know, we take pictures of and post on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of our our social media accounts. Uh, We want people to know the goodness within us. And yet, Our Savior comes into the world because we lack goodness. We lack 
our ability to win salvation on our own, and it's only something that he does. It's exclusively from him. And so even in the earliest chapters of John, we see that Jesus is telling the world through this one conversation with a man in the middle of the night, a teacher of the Jews, a ruler of the Jews, a Pharisee named Nicodemus, that he is the only way. Verse 22, it picks up and it says, After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John the Baptist was also baptizing at Aon near Salmon, because water was plentiful there. And people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put into prison. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you across the Jordan, to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing, and all are going to them, to him. Now, that's just kind of funny to me in our modern church context. Uh, sometimes when we see some other church growing and, and doing good works for the kingdom of God, we get jealous as a church that isn't maybe growing as fast and, and maybe just like John's disciples, we say, hey, look at them. Are they doing something they shouldn't be doing? But that's not John's response here. John answered in verse 27, a person cannot even receive one thing unless it's given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said I'm not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. So John here, pointing repeatedly over and over again to Jesus. The one who comes after me is the one whose sandals I am not fit to untie. And then he says again here, guys, I'm not the main show. I was the intro. I'm the one who needs to get out of the way so that Jesus can be the one everyone flocks to. He must increase. I must decrease. And may it be so for us that as we see other churches and and other places where the the word is proclaimed, that we might celebrate those things and and not try to claim exclusivity in the the realm of church, that we would welcome brothers and sisters who are going to hear the word of God proclaimed, whether it's at our local context or at another local church where they hear Jesus as as well. Verse 31, it, it picks up, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son, and he has given all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. You know, my hope for you is that you would have eternal life, that you would believe in the words of the Son, that this Jesus who came into the world to save the world, not to condemn the world, but that you, along with all, might have life and life forever. Uh, I hope this was an encouragement to you today as we read through John 3. You know, beers and Bibles is, is kind of a an easy going time. But if you do have questions, I want you to ask those. You can email me, Pastor Matt at HolyCrossOxford.com. Reach out there. And, and if you've got any questions, you'd like to see anything talked about on Beers and Bibles, let us know.
Now time for the beer review. If I was going to give Homegrown's Honey Lager a review, and I have on Untapped, I would rate it five out of five. Now I'm not stingy uh, with my beer ratings. I I don't uh, I don't think that uh, you you necessarily have to hold back uh, a good rating. I give a five out of five to any beer that I would have all the time, no matter what. Uh, this is my baseline Honey Lager for good, easy drinking beer. I'd get it in my keg whenever I could. You know, I get kegs of Oxford Ale, like we reviewed before, because it's a beer everyone can drink. And, you know, same kind of thing with honey lager. I think this is, you know, lagers the way they're meant to be made. But, you know, you're not having to to drink everything I drink. So if you've got some pushback on that or you think you'd, you'd like to see something else reviewed, just let me know. Thanks for listening. This is Beers and Bibles. No beer or Bible experience necessary. You're invited to follow Jesus, learn, and grow.